Welcome to the Yav Podcast with Cal C on Cell Sharab Radio. Welcome to the Yav Podcast. What's going on, Keo? DJ Keo, what's you up, doing? Man? What's going I'm on? Good, man. Good. Hanging in here. <laughs> surviving. Yeah. Surviving, surviving. I, I wanted to, to just quickly do a quick pod to pay respect to to an underrated legend man or, or at the very least just somebody that just didn't get their proper due at least i don't feel i i definitely i say underrated because the people i you know people know some of the people from from bad boy production team you know you, you got your stevie J. The, the people were more flamboyant chucky was chill he was in the background mm-hmm. but if you check the credits of all the remixes he did for all these songs, he was all he's over. There, on almost every album, he had he did a remix for, or he had one of the big hits, or something like it's it's incredible. Like with his run for Bad Boy in particular, his run was credible. And that's the thing, right? Like Chucky Thompson was to me, he was a legend, right? Like an underrated mm-hmm. legend. Because when you when you tell the story for for you know for the '90s, especially you know our generation for black music, mm-hmm. there were some super successful uh, record labels, black record labels from like LaFace Records to Uptown, you know mm-hmm. the Death Row, you know when it, at least when it comes to hip hop, and then you absolutely cannot tell the story of black music in the '90s without Bad Boy, right? Yeah, you have to. Yeah, and- Bad Bad Boy ran R&B music for the decade, the whole '90s. They were the strongest leaders of that. I mean, yeah. on both sides, both hip hop and R and B, but you they know, set the tone. Yeah, but but when you think of like Bad Boy, right? Like the the general biggest names that come up, of course, is Diddy and Biggie, and rightfully so because they were the they were mm-hmm. the biggest stars, right? Like you had the generational superstar artist, and then a superstar CEO, which you've never seen as like uh, somebody in that leadership position taking that kind of role, right? Mm-hmm. But to build that company, there's a lot of people that help put that foundation up, put those bricks up, right? So from the locks and Craig Mack to like 112 in total, like the list goes on and on. But you rarely hear the story of Chucky Thompson, which to me, he's as important to the early successes bad boy as anyone with his fingerprints on, on production. Like to me, they, Keo, they, they simply don't reach the heights that they got to without, yeah, yeah. without his fingerprints. Listen, they needed that remix for Big Papa from uh, Chucky Thompson, they needed that remix. That that thing there was like, because you know, Biggie before that was like, I'm robbing people. I'm I'm the the hoodlum in the it's corner, so like true. that guy. It's so true. That remix for Big Papa and One More Chance changed the game for Bad Boy because they were doing okay. They you know they were doing okay before that, but that remix there, the girls came on board because it was yeah. you know. You had the Timberlands and the dudes on the subway. They're like, yeah, okay, yo, I messed with these guys, whatever. When the women came on board with the R&B rap stuff, that changed the game for them. For them, yeah. And it was his remix for those songs, both of them. No, you're that right. One more chance right, in particular. You're right, because Big Papa wasn't, yeah, there, there was an original version, like a demo version of Big Papa. That wasn't it. You're right. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was the remix with the, um, the Isley Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, it it changed everything because even when you think about like Juicy, like Juicy was Juicy was dope. Everybody like a lot of people love Juicy. I know some people that didn't like it, but mm-hmm. universally, Big Papa was like that was. And then when you when you combine it with the video too, 
like yeah, the, with the hype had, Williams video, and it was so yeah. He had all of those celebrities that came down for the video, and it gave them it, it gave that whole yeah. It gave them the shout out and the promotion, and be like, yeah, these guys are cool because like they had Heavy D on there. You had like uh, all, um, Mary was there. There was yep. a bunch of a uh, bunch MC of Light Busta was in the Rhymes. video. Yeah. yeah, Buster Rhymes. There's a bunch of people in that video, but like that cosign from that thing with that song that. It, it when it brought women on board for for Biggie and what Bad Boy was doing, that was it. It was it was straight to the moon after that. Yeah, and you got to credit Chucky Thompson with that. Yeah, no, you're right because that's the thing. Like Biggie had the streets, as we mm-hmm. all know, like he, the mixtape, yeah. the streets, like the, the, the hip hop heads. Like, was yeah, him and Craig Mack. They were they were running. They had mm-hmm. that period where they, they were bringing the East Coast back. But then you're right. That Big Papa song kind of changed everything. It, mm-hmm. it changed before even one more chance, but that that one was like yeah. that one hits you in the head. That one you can play in the clubs. That one everybody you knew. There wasn't a genre, not even a genre, but there, there wasn't a, a area you you weren't touching with that song. Yeah, and I mean, and, and, his, <laughs> and, and I mean, he's the one that produced it. Was just smooth. It. Yeah, yeah, it, it was smooth. And here's this dude who was the talking about machine guns before, and it, I'm telling you, man, that cosign when women got on board, like it, it, it really. It set the tone for what they did because they copied this blueprint from here on out for the rest of Bad Boys Run. Yeah, based on this one song. No, you're right. So, so what were your thoughts when you saw the news that Chucky Thompson passed away? Like, what was the first thing I that came to your mind? I was sad, man, because I I don't think people really appreciate like how how involved this guy was in making this thing happen. Because he, you know, he's a musician. He played instruments and stuff. He played piano and guitar and whatever. But like. Mm-hmm. These guys jumped on songs or whatever, and they, they kind of they set the tone for a lot of stuff. So, but he just didn't. People don't even think about Chucky Thompson. They, they really don't. don't. But like, there's no that Mary J. Blige album in my life. Like, the, this oh, guy oh, basically ran the album. Oh, we're gonna get to that in a second. But <laughs> <laughs> that oh my god, man, that, that album that, that that album could bring me to tears sometimes, man. It's yeah. so it's so good it was unbelievable production but mm-hmm. that that's the thing to me like the first thing that came to mind like same same like you like i got sad because obviously bismarck he passed away what like a, a yeah, few yeah. weeks before a month ago at this point now but but you know because of all the health situations he was going through for the past year you know what i mean like you weren't sh- like you were saddened but you weren't shocked you know yeah I, mean? I knew i knew about biz before so i was like oh he's in the hospital oh man okay yeah and but this is just random yeah, Honestly. and I know for me, like I think I was scrolling through Twitter, and it wasn't even like a celebrity; it was just some, just some random person, I guess. That, that's all my timeline on Twitter, and I saw them just post a picture with Chucky Thompson. They're like, "Man, you meant a lot to me, such and such and such." And I'm reading it, and I'm like, "That guy looks familiar." And then when she was like, "Rest in peace, Chucky Thompson," I'm like, "Oh, you, you gotta be kidding me! Damn, you gotta Man. be kidding me!" You know, because mm-hmm. because that, that's the thing. Like when I the, like the other thing I think about too is like. You know, I was just talking about earlier about about you know like Biggie and 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 Puffy getting the the accolades and, and they're they're the biggest like their names are on the on the marquee. You know what I mean when it mm-hmm. comes to Bad Boy. That's the mm-hmm. thing when you're when you're handing out credit. There's always going to be some people who get missed. You know, yeah. And, and it, it it kind of reminds me of Motown with you know all the guys who played the music for Motown. Oh, the brothers. And, was it the what was it the, the Johnson brothers? The, 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 the that's a funk. So the I Funk Brothers, the Funk Brothers, or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. These guys were so influential into uh, you know Jackson Five and all this stuff like that. 
I don't think they could have had the same success without those bass lines and the songs that they played the way they did. And, and this is it's the exact same thing here. Absolutely. Especially like 93, 94, that era. Like, the early part of Bad Boy, especially. Yeah, there. yeah, it couldn't be. And, yeah. you know, we got with the Uptown and, and the Mary, because Mary's in Uptown. Right. And, um, oh, man. But but to your point, what Usher. you're saying though too, it's like yeah, oh my god, because that <laughs> that Usher song, the Think of You, that's that is a mm-hmm. classic. That Ooh. is a classic early Usher record. Like yeah, you know that when Usher came out, I remember at the time you were just like ah, this guy, whatever, you know, like another, you know, because we came <laughs> off of like ABC and you know the um, not yeah. Boyz II Men, who was the Soul for Real and all these guys and stuff. So like you were seeing it, you're just like ah, okay, whatever. But Think mm-hmm. of You was a record where you're like oh. Okay. Okay. This one's different. Uh, this is real. Like, yeah, this, this, okay, yeah, this one's different. Real. This one's different. This one's different. Like, sing. yeah, that that one was different, but it was a vibe. Like that song was a whole vibe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That yeah. Song, that song was a whole vibe. But like to touch your point, like you think of Motown, you don't think of the the Funk Brothers. You th- you think of like Barry Gordy. You think of mm-hmm. the Jackson Five. Yeah. You think of Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, Diana Ross. You don't think of the people that laid that landscape out. You can't nah. those the, those bass lines at the beginning of the song. Like you can't. You need that. Yeah. You you, you needed that. The way that dude played the guitar, like you needed that. That, that changed the song. And it's and, and, yeah. And it's funny because when it comes to the sharing of credit, people there's going to be some people who get missed. And I always felt mm-hmm. him and and Easy Moby were the two guys from Bad Boy. Where you were like, man, these guys like there there was yeah. a party bus that was going, and these guys like missed the bus. You know yeah, what I mean? like they they did not get the credit because Easy Mo B, for example, like this guy produced what like on Ready to Die, he produced like six songs of all the biggest hits. This guy had his hands on it at the beginning you, of the stage, and you never hear from him. You never hear from the guy. You never yeah. you just you you know like if you're a hip hop head or you're you're you know you're 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 especially like dialed into the producer side of things, mm-hmm. like yourself. Like yeah, you're gonna you're, you you know who Easy Mo B is. You you think of that, but like that guy had such such success. Like he's the one that like the, especially early Bad Boy. Like it was him that had a yeah. like, that had a so much to do with it. Yeah, with the Craig Mack, the flavor in the early, yeah. he did that. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Because yeah, yeah. like even with the Rock, like even with Rockefeller, like they had a mm-hmm. lot of producers roll through there, but just Blaze and Kanye definitely got their respect and got their love. Yeah, you know, and, you know like, Bink. Yeah, it was the three of them when they they did the um, the Blueprint album and Bink, and, right, right. Yeah, yeah the, the the three of them did the bulk of the production for for Rockefeller. Right. At like to when when they were like, oh, everything they do to touch goes platinum. That's the three of them were doing everything. Yeah, you're right. But 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 the thing is though, at least they got their credit. Like when you yeah. think of Just Blaze, you're like, yo, Just Blaze is. I don't even think he gets enough credit himself, but you're like, yeah, that that guy's a great producer. You know, we already know what it is with Kanye. You know what I mean? Bink probably gets forgotten, but you look at the, yeah, the his discography yeah. is nasty. Yeah, he's he's his, I remember his crazy. I went to his house when he lived in New Jersey. <laughs> Bink had he had so many plaques on the wall that they were like he couldn't. He just had them on the ground, like they were like he couldn't even door put them stoppers. On the wall anymore. Yeah, they're honestly the the plaque that he had for for uh, Jay Z, Beanie Siegel, and all of them. He had this thing. It was basically leaned up against the wall because 
He couldn't fit it anywhere. Wow. And I'm like, yo, I'm looking at like this on the ground. Like, dude, he's stepping over it. Like, yeah, oh, this thing's in the way. Like, <laughs> like God damn it, man. But like, you, these kind of artists, like, they, they were getting platinum plaques back when it was unheard of to get a platinum plaque yeah. for rap music. Yep. In the 90s, that was... That was huge. That was a huge deal. It was people it was were barely impossible. going gold, and that's yeah. like the superstars were barely going gold. Yeah. So to and be attached to songs that are doing three to four million yep. as a single is crazy. And on top of that, it's not like how it is, you know, now where it's like, well, obviously now it's like a streaming era, but like even with CDs and stuff, where it's like mm-hmm. they counted it when it was not bought but shipped. So you could ship, yeah. you could ship gold, but it wasn't it wasn't the same as actually buying you gold. Had to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gold, so you, you, know can, I mean? you can get over the hump a little bit. Like Mariah Carey did that a little bit too, right? Because I think they're using Celine Dion's numbers or something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember that story. But there's that, an urban tale about that. <laughs> what's the urban tale? You may as well tell <laughs> it. There, there's the urban tale that uh, for Mariah Carey's first album, they're using the barcode for her on other artists that were already super successful. Oh, they had a wow. run of some of their albums. So they would get scanned and Ryan Carey would get credit for it. That's oh, the urban legend. But I heard it true, from yeah. executives, so I, I I think there's probably some kind of the, truth to it the, in some the, way. A little bit of fire. It was somebody at a record label. I wanna say who, but like somebody at a record label said it. So I was like, Yeah, it's possible. Mm. I don't know. That's crazy. That's crazy. But yeah, like I said, to me like you think of some of the records that he produced, like it's it's a it's mm. honestly like going across my Twitter and seeing that. To me, it was almost a shame because I felt like, I felt like his passing was almost a footnote. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I just felt like it was almost a footnote. You're just like, wow. So that like that's it, you know? Like that's all, mm-hmm. you know? Like yeah. nobody's even talking about this. I mean, now you you know like as the day went on and the, the next day, like people were talking about it. But I felt like when I saw that, I was just like, that that's all. Like you know, like all this guy, all the work this guy did, and it's. And 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 you're right because it seemed like his persona was uh, was more like laying in the cut and just playing the background and you know like he he wasn't about like the whole you know flossy era and all, all that stuff even though he provided the soundscape to it too but like you could see he wasn't mm-hmm. he was more of the laid back guy it seemed like yeah he was just chill like he yeah you don't I think that chill energy from him is probably why people don't remember him that much way. for being as involved as he was. Right. Because even without the reality TV, you remember Stevie J more than yeah. you know what I mean, like more than you would actually remember. Um, even um, you know, Rashad Smith and the She Merrick and these guys, like you kind of, you you know D, who they were. D. Dot Angeletti, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you see the same. Like these names are just rolling off your tongue, just because. Like when was the last time you thought about these these names? Though, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I, mean, you just, I think like, oh yeah, Puffy, yeah, okay. They're rolling off these names like it's it's crazy. And the thing is, Hitmen were big too, like as a as a you know as a production team. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, but I still don't think they resonated the same way like you know that Chucky Thompson did on his own, like prior to even being with them. So, well, what, I I think they got the overshadowing because of Puff. Like yeah. you know, Puff's had his hand in everything, so he gets the credit for everything. So so to you, like what? Hmm. This is this. Is, I know this is a hard question to ask. What What is your favorite song from that era that he produced? And and then also, I guess a separate question. What What do you think is his most important work? Ooh. Um, from the era that he did, ah, uh, 
I would it's, say it's tough to say. There's no wrong answer here. There's no wrong answer. There, yeah, there is. I, but there's no I'll, wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, for me personally, I would say uh, "You Bring Me Joy" from Mary's album. That's your favorite. Yeah, that's my favorite song from Chucky Thompson. Okay. All time. Okay. Okay. Uh, that, that just that Mary album because he basically produced the whole album. Okay. You could just you can throw a song in the air and pick one at random, and it's fine. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. And what what do you think is this? Well, actually, you know, I'll, I'll come back. To, I'll come back to this. I, I would say like his biggest song is still One More Chance, though. So do you think that's his most important record? Yeah. Uh, oh, by far. That's his mm. most important record. I didn't even think about that. Damn it. One, but one More Chance <laughs> remix is the thing that puts that. I'm telling you, Bad yeah. Boy was the underground rappers with Timberland and stuff until One More Chance came out. Yeah, I forgot about One More Chance. You're right. You're right about that. Damn what it, were Keo? you going to say? <laughs> well, my favorite one, it's not even, I'll be honest, not even hip-hop, really and truly. I think I was more thinking on the R&B side. My, mm-hmm. my, favorite, my favorite one that he produced during that era is, was Faith Evans, You Used to Love Me. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, dude, like that that song, like, Keo, I could, I could sit back and, I mean, I can't tell you mm-hmm. the first time I heard it. But yeah. when I when I hear that song, it takes me right back to my basement in my house in Montreal, back in like the mm-hmm. great grade eleven. Like I I remember that after graduation, just sitting there, just blasting this <laughs> album, like and blasting yeah. this song, like yo, this song sounded unlike anything I heard at that time. Yeah. And it was just not even not even the fact that it was a beautiful record. It's probably yeah. one of the most timeless R and B tracks from that era because it, it never stopped being great. Yeah. That record, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that record right. never stopped being great. And then and then the secret too is I don't think that record was sampled. I think that was like an original like I think I think that was an original record. I hope I'm not wrong on that, but I think that was an original record. Like there was I no I can't remember. Yeah, I don't think there was any like samples to it and stuff, you know, it came from this, you know, Curtis Mayfield. I don't think that was one of those records. I think that was just like a mm. that was just straight. So every time I hear that record, I'm just like, yo, this is this record. I even a couple hours before I even called you, like I was, I played it a little bit. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, man, yeah. this record still, this record still hits, man. This record, yeah, still no, it, it hit me when when the first time you heard, it, like, what is this? Because you know, Faith's got her voice is just it's a little, it's not traditional, no R and B, right? And and that beat when that beat came in with the drums, I'm like, ah, oh, damn, uh, the okay. Beat is, yeah, the beat is incredible. Like that, the production was he did he did like a. That was mm-hmm. to me. That was one of his. That's that's one of his best works, man. It's and I know it's that's. I can't even but say he, I'm putting a lot on it because that like anybody who was during that remembers when that song came out. It was a. Oh yeah. It was a monster immediately. Like you didn't even you didn't know mm-hmm. all you knew about Faith was that she, that that she was dating Biggie or she was Biggie's Biggie yeah, Biggie's wife. That's all you heard. Biggie's yeah, yeah. girl. That, that but when that song came out, you were like, oh my god, what the hell is this? You know? Yeah, it's like if it's right in, like if it's right in like a glove. You're like, okay, all right. Yeah. You I, know, usually when they got like some girlfriend, whatever, you're like, ah, oh, is she gonna sing too? Oh boy. But it's like, no, man, it fit perfectly. The vibe <laughs> and everything was there. It's smooth. And it's you're so you're so right about that. Usually, <laughs> usually it's it's never it's never what you expect or or it's what you expect. You don't think it's gonna be that great, but that, that mm-hmm. I mean that that is a great first record to come out with. Oh yeah. Absolutely, it's a great first record. I I would say the I guess the other the other question where I was asking what's his most important. Your answer is a great answer because one more chance was great. I was gonna mm-hmm. say the whole the whole my life album. 
<laughs> That's yeah. whole, that was my answer. It's the whole yeah. my life, the whole my life album. I, I agree with that too. That that album was influential in a lot of stuff. Oh, it was a big deal. Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 my favorite album of Mary's. I mean, I did a, I did mm-hmm. a podcast on it for the 25th anniversary. There's a documentary out on Amazon. Like, yeah. And that's the thing too, right? It's just it kind of speaks to what we were saying before. It's an iconic album, but mm-hmm. Diddy gets most of the credit. And I'm not taking anything away from him cuz obviously I wasn't in the studio. I know, you yeah. know he had an influence on it because obviously he did all his work with with Mary from, you know, the um, mm-hmm. The real love and all that stuff, you know, the four one one, the four one one, like the album and the remix yeah. album and stuff. So I'm not taking any credit away from Diddy, but he, mm-hmm. well, for my life, he gets most of the credit. And you know, Chucky Thompson did a gang of work on that. Like you, you know, you know for a fact that this guy had his hands all over that album. Yeah. Well, I think the best part about that album was that it wasn't like a committee. It was more focused because Chucky did most of the work. Yeah, and so yeah, it, it had a it had a unique feel that all these other albums didn't have. Yeah, and it's funny because you know it's it's a hard question to ask like what's your favorite between like what's the four one one and that album right? But I always I always oh, my chose, life man. yeah I always chose my life because honestly <laughs> it's my life yeah I always chose my life because my life felt like. I mean, it, and don't get me wrong, Mary was young at the time, but if if mm-hmm. it felt like she hit another level, like it, it felt like mm-hmm. oh, like she's like matured, like this is, like you know, like you, this, she's on her way, like that's how it felt like. It didn't feel like oh man, this 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 is dope. Well, this is gonna last a little while. Like four one one is a legend. It's a classic too. But I but it's the see, the thing is though, like I like the four one album, but it was the remix album that I was like, oh okay, Mary's here. Yeah, I did. I it, the four one one was just okay. Mm. But it was the remix album that that Bad Boy did that was like, oh, okay, this is for real, for real. But yeah. still, to me, the My Life is such a well-rounded album with all of the music. Like it's just, it's a classic, man. <laughs> and it, it's a it's a classic that holds up. Like I get emotional listening to it still to this day because you know, like um. Oh man, what's that song? Um, the one with the uh, Isaac Hayes sample. Isaac Hayes. Uh, um, oh my gosh. I love you. I love you. That yes, song. yes, yes. Oh, that. But that beat comes in like. <laughs> yeah. You just get. You start getting in your feels, man. <laughs> Looking at the window, <laughs> with the rain coming down, like. <laughs> That's a that that. But, Overall, I'm just saying, like as far as an R&B album goes, that is the most well-rounded R&B album coming out in the '90s, bar none. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I don't think you're gonna get an argument out, out of me with that, but I, I think be on, happy. Like, come on, be man. It's just it's my favorite. Mary, ah. It's my favorite Mary record. Yeah, I, yo, I can I can listen to "Be Happy" on loop for just an hour and not even you know lose track of time. Like it's it's just it's such a nice melody. The thing, the thing is, what you have to respect. The thing is, what you have to respect, though, is, I mean, you and you know this. Obviously, like I said, being a producer, it is hard. It is mm-hmm. hard to even make an album, just to yeah. make an just to, uh, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's like it's a classic, mm-hmm. whether it's trash. It is not easy to to make an album to create a, a an album from the writing, from the production. You know, mm-hmm. rehearsing, you know, going over, like, you know, doing how many takes over and over and over. Like, it, it is not easy, and it's costly. 
If, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's costly because back in those days, especially like you're renting out these big studios. Yeah, it, it used to cost like three, four hundred thousand dollars to make an album. To make an like, album, like yeah. that. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. You then you bring in musicians. You might bring mm-hmm. in you know like a, a guitarist to come in and and replay some loops. It's like it's it it is like just to do, to do an album. It's tough, mm-hmm. but to do a classic album, like an album that like 25, 30 years later, you know what I mean? It's it's still yeah. like people are still bumping it, you know, like to the point where like, again, like Mary did a documentary on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the fact that she could even do that and people are still watching it. If she she did her tour right before the pandemic, everybody went to it, it was sold out. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the yeah, fact that, like, course. you know, like when you when you can make something to that degree that like. 30 years later you're still touring off of it mm-hmm. i mean like like that i said volumes. yeah it's, it speaks major volumes but on top of that it's like i don't know i don't i don't i don't think people understand just how hard that is to do and then when mm-hmm. and then when people are like oh do it again you're like are you crazy you know how hard it was <laughs> you know how hard it was for me to do that <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I, I look at black sheep like that <laughs> Put that first album together it was like it was incredible, and the second one was like, "Ooh, yeah!" You're like, Dude, "Yeah, it's hard." You're like, "What?" You're like, "What?" Like, it's it's a reason yeah. why I like the Patty LaBelle's and the Marvin Gaye's and stuff are legends because they've they mm. put out two or three, or Stevie Wonder put out two or three classic albums or four, like multiple mm. classic albums. That is incredibly hard to do to be in that <laughs> zone Ooh. in that kind of space. That is yeah. incredibly hard to do. Mm-hmm think like much my personal opinion i think his most important work was was my was my life just because that album just stood the test of time and then like i said again there's nothing wrong with your answer because one more chance <laughs> still t- still stands the test of time too you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. like, like people people still put that like the the fact that they're on the on the radios to this day like i was reading something today mm-hmm. where they're saying like it still gets hundreds of thousands of plays every month still on the radio like on all on all general radio it still gets that all, all these that years is, later that's crazy um the news of his death passed along the timelines i'm like nah mm-hmm. man like this he's nah like this this is what this is kind of why i want to do the pod to like give those mm-hmm. little bit of roses just to say like yo like this this like people don't really this was a legend that passed mm-hmm. by like, like like a lot of a lot of us were listening to his music like or his production, his craft heavily, mm-hmm. you know. What yeah, I mean? like we we were all listening to that and all like that was like the soundtrack. A lot of his stuff that he did was a soundtrack for a lot of people. Yeah, you know, for women, oh, for, like, for 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 hip hoppers, for you know, for the R and B crowd, you know, for mm-hmm. men, women, everybody, like every everybody in between, like everybody was influenced by the stuff that he did. But it's just amazing hey. that he doesn't get the the like when you talk about great producers and you talk about. You know, influencers does not, get the the does not get the credit. It does not get the credit. You're right. You're absolutely right. Like, you think about how the songs they had that were big hits. Like, they're on par with everybody else's big hits. Yeah. You know, you really think about it. Like, his big hits. Because I was looking at, before, you know, we started up this thing, I was looking at the discography here. And, you know, this guy works with everybody. Works with Ice Cube. Uh, he works with Shante Savage, man. Like, I know. Like Brian McKnight, Ryan Carey, Total, yep. uh, Maya, Nas. Yep. He did the one mic for the Nas. One mic, yeah, he did the one mic for Nas. I didn't, honestly, I didn't even know that until until I was I was reading some of the articles. I'm like, shit, he did mm-hmm. one mic. I'm like, yeah. yo, and that and that record was a monster, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Like when that, big, came that was out, a big record for that record, was, that record was filmatic. Huge. Yeah, that record was huge. Yeah, and like I said, he, Tevin Campbell, like he did, he did New uh-huh. Edition when New Edition came back. Like I think he had their biggest hits. The other thing too is that this is the stuff that he got credit for. And I know from being in the studio, a lot of times you're like, oh, just fix the drums and do that. And you don't get any credit for that. Yeah. You're just there. You're hanging out. And you're like, oh, yeah, you should change the bass line here. Most important part of the song you fix, but you don't get any credit for yeah, it. I get no credit for it. Because, yeah, because I, I, I think well, it's funny. My brother was telling me that, like, like, he was doing stuff from Uptown, too. Yeah. He, he just, he's he's been around thing, for he a was, minute. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't getting the credit. Yeah. I don't... I don't think a lot of the guys from Bad Boy, the Hitman and all the thing, I don't think they fully got credit for a lot of stuff they did. Because, like, even Kanye was ghost producing for them. Yeah. He was doing stuff for D-Dot. And, You're right. And you didn't get, get no sign from it. Right. Until he got to a Jay-Z, he didn't get any sign for anything he did. Like, yeah. You know that happens, though. That happens. Yeah, and I think that's just part of the. That's just part of it's the. Part of the growing game. pains of you know you yeah. gotta you gotta be in the studio. You you ghost produce. Like, yeah. I always say that the 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 legendary story of of um, the Neptunes doing um, they they did Rex and Effect. Mm-hmm. I all didn't the, know that. All I want to do is on a zoom 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 and a boom. Yeah, they. I mean, they they produced it, they, but it was it was ghost that, produced. Because the funny part about that was being. And the Neptunes were all hanging around Teddy Riley back in the day because Virginia, and oh, same with Timberland. Yeah, that's right. And that's Misty. right. Yeah, that's all right. those people were all hanging around trying to get their sign, and, and it ended up these guys all looped him, and surpassed him like thirty times on the on the on the charts. Yeah. But at least he got his credit as somebody that was a major influence on on the Virginia scene. Well, right? I mean, like he set the yeah he set the tone for for Virginia or whatever, yeah. but. Yeah, I was talking to Matt Skills. He's, he was telling me all this stuff about all these Virginia people, and everybody was working with Teddy because Teddy was the man. Yeah, and and you know you just don't get any credit for it. But I'm sure that if Teddy wants to open up about what they did and what they didn't do, that would be a very interesting conversation. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, you look at um, like Chucky Thompson when you when you see the story of his life. You know, he's he's coming from the go go. Like the go-go mm-hmm. culture in D.C., right? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I know a lot of people don't know about the go-go culture. Um, and that 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 scene is major to the point where, what was the the um, the protest that was happening a couple of years ago? I'm not sure what the what the movement was during that time, but it was like a couple of years ago. It was regarding the go-go stuff in D.C. And mm-hmm. I remember um, there was a lot of protests and stuff. There was something that there were the there was being legislated or something. I can't remember what it was. But okay. but it was it was almost like save Gogo, and I remember like Chocolate City represented to like uh, <laughs> it was it was ridiculous the the way they represented and 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 showed out for you know mm-hmm. for all of that stuff right and he was like I wouldn't say he was at the forefront he wasn't at the forefront of that but like you know the fact that that's where he got to start mm-hmm. you know he got to start from that and just you know to go from there was it was a Chucky Brown I think he was he was um he was like the percussionist for Chucky Brown. Okay. So, so he comes from that, goes to Uptown, then he follows he follows Diddy over the over the over the bad boy, and then creates all those legendary hits, put out songs for years, you know what I mean? And you know, like only now, like he passes away. Now people are like, Oh shoot, I didn't know he did all that. And you're just like, Wow. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's just a shame. Sometimes they say, man, it's like as much as people rip Kanye West for, you know, being overly cocky and and, and sticking his <laughs> chest out. 
You I, had I, to, I, though. But, but, but I, the, like, the one thing you can say is that you're going to remember him. Yeah. You know, you'll, you'll, no, ne- like, you'll, never, you'll, you'll never say he didn't get the credit. Yeah, well, right? those, that's, but that's the point, though, because I think for somebody like him, you're sitting at the back of the bus doing all this work and not getting any credit for it. And, you know, you just got to be bubbling inside of, like, yo, this is not right. And when I get on, I'm going to make sure everybody knows what I did. And he did. Like, is it, is it, that kind of thing makes sense. Because I don't know how long he was hanging around these guys, but it was a while. It was a couple years. Yeah. So, you know, that, that a lot of stuff, like the late 90s, early 2000s, a lot of hits these guys were doing. I mean, he's had his hands on it. I've, listen, I've seen it firsthand for producers to, to fix stuff and then the other people just walk it out like it's theirs. <laughs> I've seen it firsthand. Happens all the time. Yeah. Especially if if you're new, you're like the young guy, yeah. you don't have any credits under your belt. Yep. Prepare, you prepare to take get your, your stuff taken away. Yep. Yeah, you gotta take your L's, man. You just want people are just happy just to be in the studio. Yeah. And and so like you gotta you just take your L's and then eventually you get on and some people you get to sell your music too. But no, you're yeah, you're, like, you're, you're right, and and that's the thing. It's like you know. Like this wasn't his nature, you know what I mean? It didn't seem like this was mm-hmm. this guy, uh, ch- like Chucky's nature to do that. But you know, it's but too it's, late back. Yeah, you should have pushed for more music, man. Yeah, the analogy I want to use is like sometimes you know when people pass, depending mm-hmm. on who they are, it's like it's like a library is burnt down. You know what I mean? You just basically lost like a library of knowledge, a library of like a building worth of of content of of history. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and I feel like that's that's kind of like what I felt like watching when I saw the news of him. It's like a whole a whole building just went down in rubble. Yeah, you're just, you're just not gonna get back. You know what I mean? I I appreciate that Easy will be at least on Instagram. You know, he's digging in his thing, and same thing with Just Blaze. They're they're digging in and pulling up old songs and showing how they made them. And they used to do tours. I know Just Blaze used to do tours about. He came up here a bunch of times. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he used to do shows and, you know, talk about his music and stuff he did and how he made it, whatever. Like, I, I appreciate that kind of thing. Oh, no, of course. Because you want to, you know, you I always say you, you want to see how the, how the sausage gets made, right? <laughs> yeah. You, you want to know how the stuff gets made behind the scenes because, like, there's an inner workings to that. That's that's the beauty mm-hmm. in it, right? The beauty the yeah. beauty in it is, is not the destination, it's the journey. So, mm-hmm. so to get to those points where it's like, okay, how did you come up with this idea? How did you come up with this, you know, this drum line or this snare or this hook or you know what I mean or what like what mm-hmm. came what what came across this melody? Like I love I live for those those kind of stories. Like in just yeah, yeah. all facets of life, I love I love I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff, right? So because the thing is though, I know for us like it's way into the weeds and a lot of people don't even care. Mm-hmm. But like for me, I I live right. I live for this stuff. Yeah, I I grew up flipping over the albums and listening to the music while I'm reading the reading liner the, notes. Yeah, that was me too. That was and me too. I, and I wanted to know who produced what, where the sample came from. I wanted to know all of that. What yep. studio they went to, yep. Yep. who engineered it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it's like I said, it's cool to see those guys do those things. I, I see, you know, um, mm-hmm. DJ Premier, he's another one that's doing that too. Yeah, he's, he's doing that now too. Yeah. Stuff, but I'm like, yeah, that's cool. You know yeah. like that that's cool, but like in all facets, in all, in all facets of life, I love to see like how things are getting made behind the scenes. So well, so, for so Premier like, started doing it when um Guru died. Yeah, he started talking more about the stuff they were working on and you know going back. 
with the samples and everything. I'm like, yeah, man, we need more of that. This current, and I don't want to be the old guy like this current journey music. These guys don't know what they're doing. Yeah, they, there's no soul. There's no nothing. And I, I don't know if I talked about it here before, but like, did you did you see that T Pain rant? Yes, that was uh, yeah. <laughs> Do something else. Yeah, <laughs> do something else. I feel the same way because these guys are just copying a copy of a copy. Yeah. And so it's it's degraded so far now to nothingness. Yeah. And it's not to say that there's not good music out there, but right, of it's course, just of the course, stuff that people see is pushed in front of you is the copy of a copy of a copy, and <laughs> that's why it 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 feels good, you know, talking about these these people here who who made quality music, you know, who's influential that still to this day stands the test of time. Because thing that. T-Pain was talking about, these guys, you don't hear their music longer than a month if you're lucky. It's true. I don't. And it's been, <laughs> but the thing is, but the thing is it's, it's not even new. Like, it's been that way for, yeah, it's, it's been, been like that, that way for, for a minute. For, yeah, it's been that way for a long time. I would say even when T-Pain was out, like when T-Pain yeah. was like in his prime, like it was, it was already that because the whole, the whole, you know, um, the whole ringtone era, the whole all that yeah. stuff, like, like I'm, oh, with both it, the ringtone thing, yeah. the ringtone thing made the songs disposable, yeah, and it didn't matter anymore, and that's when that it went off the cliff at that moment where I would I'm not calling Soldier Boy out for it. I'm just saying that time period. Yeah, no, for Soldier sure, it, it's, it's a fact because period. there's a there's a lot of hits that was going on during those times or quote yeah. unquote hits that like you don't even remember the name of the people who sang it. Much less yeah. the song itself, you know what I mean? As you said, it, it's become very disposable. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into that too. That the, the, mm -hmm. the way technology is with music makes a lot mm -hmm. of these things disposable too, especially streaming. Mm -hmm. But um, like it's somebody, fine. somebody it's like so somebody like Chucky Thompson definitely tapped into the soul of it. Like he was a, 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 a I would say, a good example of what you but could it, do when you're when you're mixing your era with like you, yeah, you know, well, like with the yesteryear and stuff, the 70s and yeah, in the eighties and whatever. But like. Think, think about it like this, though. Do you get emotional when you listen to new music? Mm. Do you feel anything? Like, just uh, happy, sadness, anything. When you hear all the new from, songs From new out. artists? Well, yeah. And I mean, mind you, you know, and, and I, I'll say this as, you know, not to sound like the, the guy that's screaming to get off my lawn while I cut my grass. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know it's 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 one of those things where it's like i i understand at this stage the music is not made for me anymore no no like, i know like the, the, i know the, it's the, not the, for me yeah the, the hit music that's out is not is not made for me so like yeah. so like when a nas and certain people come out like those that's more for me like i'm, I'm gonna go look out for that you know what I mean? i'm gonna yeah. go look out for like you know certain artists when they come out with albums you know like um, well, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, do you, do you feel anything when you hear this new music? It's it's tough to say, honestly. Uh, I, I would say R and B wise, I it still gets me here and there. Some some R and B, not some all, stuff. but some. Well, I'm just saying, like, even some. even like, like an back Anderson, in the like, day, like, like an Anderson pack for me would be like a guy where I'm like, I'm I'm turning it up, you know, when I'm driving in my car, you know, I'm blasting mm -hmm. on the way to the club, like you know, pre COVID. And just you know what I mean, like yeah, I, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, like it, it'll it'll get a certain rise out of me. You know what I mean in terms of like mm -hmm. emotion, energy, that kind of thing, right? But but, but it's you know, you far gotta, in between. You you need you need the emotional part 
she that's the thing that makes these songs last for we're going on what 20 years now 30 years for some of this stuff mm-hmm. that that emotional part when you hear these songs that's the thing that makes these things last and removing that where it's just some noise and you got auto-tune and just uh, whatever it's removing the emotional part of these songs and i think that's that's the missing glue because like even because the thing is though it's not that it's electronic whatever because you had this in the 80s yeah there's there's songs from the 80s that come on that's all synthesizer and you know it's not the greatest singer of all time but you feel something when it comes on no it's true you're right there's there's something to that i don't i don't know like i I don't have like the whole thesis all lined up or whatever, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like there's something too about well, how we were talking before. I remember exactly where I was when I hear Mary J. Blige's My Life, the album. I remember the first time I heard it. I remember where I bought the tape from. Mm-hmm. I remember where I bought the vinyl for it. I remember all that stuff just instantly when I hear these songs. And I think too the other factor is that there's no effort to listening music anymore. So well, I think that's that's I think that's a big part of it too. And, and it's yeah. funny because when I um I think about you know the verses with uh, the Bow Wow mm-hmm. and Soldier Boy, I, I didn't watch it, yeah. but I, I went by my sister's house during this time. My nephews and them were watching it, and they were like going crazy because they're like, "Oh, that was like all these stuff was in high school." And I'm like, I looked at it, and I'm like, you know what? That would make sense because you guys would connect with it a little bit better because obviously it's your generation and stuff, right? But yeah, you're, yeah. but you're not also like you're not also. I don't know if you're looking at it with the same type of. And maybe you are. Maybe you are. So maybe I, I can't even say that they're not. So maybe they are. But I, I understand what you're saying though in terms of, in terms of that because I think each generation has has uh, memories and moments of, mm-hmm. of, of songs and and albums or different things that they they excuse me that they can connect to their lives and they hold on to right. But yeah, yeah, but yeah. but you're right. But it's like I think the difference between the stuff that's going on now, as opposed to like our generation or even like earlier, was just even earlier. Like even my parents' stuff, I can still spend mm-hmm. a day just listening to seventies R and B. You know what I mean? Like because there's there's something about it that's still that time that timeless factor that that craftsmanship still hits you in the chest. <laughs> It's got heart, man. It, it hits you with the chest, like for like prime example. Going back to another verses, when when the Izzy Brothers and um and Earth and the oh, Fire had their verses, yeah, yeah. I knew. And I'm telling you this. I knew men. I knew grown men who were like damn near in tears watching that that verses. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're like yeah. it, was, it, it brought you back so like it brought you back through so many different emotions, and 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 I, and I get it because those songs like it still it still hits you. It still hits you in your chest. It still hits you in your soul. Yeah, it's still. I, I think it, I think it's how we experience the music more that than anything too, else. Yeah. There's some kind of effort into it. You know, you used to watch the Soul Train or BT or whatever. But like, it's how we consume this content rather than on YouTube where you just press a button and it's there. Yeah, I think there, there's something about it. Well, I think uh, I, I think part of it too is, and uh, and I guess this is kind of relates to, to circle this back to like the Chucky Thompson thing before we wrap this up. Is mm-hmm. it's like. I, I think the way we you, you to touch on your point, the way we consume it, we have to work harder for it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, because I think of like the times of like okay, you know, say like my life was coming, mm-hmm. you knew like okay, 
my life was coming out, you know, Labor Day. It's like, ooh, you can't wait. You just saw the video. Ooh, you can't wait for it. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can't, like, unless you got the bootleg copy, you know, mm -hmm. you, you couldn't wait for, like, Labor Day to come so that you can get this album. You're going to consume it. You're going to watch it. You're, you may have friends who may buy the albums with you. You may have some other friends who couldn't afford it. To, that's going to that's gonna uh, dub it yeah. on, on a cassette yeah, and listen yeah. to their Walkman on the way home. You know what I mean? So it's like you, <laughs> there was an anticipation. There was a buildup for it. I think in this generation where it kind of, I, I think those unauthorized album drops where it just, you just wake up and, it's, and it's the album's in your, it's in your account the next day. You know, yeah. that, that that also brings its own set of um, buzz, which I kind of like. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. when you wake up in the morning and you're like, "Wait a minute, D'Angelo has an album out? What? <laughs> oh man!" What? And it's like, and it, that part of it is cool too. But but it, but again, because of streaming, there's no effort. Yeah, it's because there. because of streaming, yeah, there's no work for it. It's just like I'll get to it when I get to it. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. So, yeah. Like, there's so many albums I still haven't listened to. It's just there. Like I'll, I'll get to it. Like. <laughs> Yeah. I feel bad about it, like, but there's a lot of albums out there, like, and and thing too, I think that there's maybe two artists right now that still get you the, the you know, the pomp and circumstance of oh, there's new music coming. Yeah, I, one of them's Drake, the other one's Kanye. Yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're still they're right still now, a build up. That still there's a build that up. still have that build. Like Drake has this build up for his album that's supposed to be coming out soon. Kanye's doing. Kanye sold the stadium out to listen to, just to him to play music off of his phone. Just he sold the stadium just, out. Just samples. Just to hear some samples of some music he's gonna play. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's a different planet compared to a lot of these new artists that's out here right yeah. now. Yeah. They can't do that. But but as you said, like it's and and just to go circle back to this point, like it's just those type of things. Like and I think that type of artistry and the, and that type of craftsmanship, like 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 you know, circling back to Chucky Thompson, it's what makes you appreciate their work years yeah. later. You know what I mean? Like you still connect with it all these years later, and not just yourself. Like like all generations, I think you know, connect mm -hmm. with it. Like because it was just so well done. <laughs> it was just so yeah. well done that you 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 can't not appreciate it. And damn it. I wanted to do this for like 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> I hate you, Keo. Because you always do this every time we do these pods. I knew it. I'm sorry, man. I knew it. It's not, it's not your fault. It's my fault. It's my fault. I saw the timeline. I just, I didn't, I blew past it. I looked at it. I just said, damn it. Damn it. I got so much more to say. Uh, I'm just... Oh, man. We could go on for another two hours. <laughs> Real talk. You could easily go on for another two hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all it's it's all good, but you know, let's let's wrap this up here. But yeah, no, man, yeah, yeah. but thank thank you for hopping on the Av, which is a, a semi quick pod. But thank you for coming on the Av. <laughs> it's all good, man. I appreciate it. anytime you're talking music, man. I love doing these shows, man. No, for 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 sure. And like I said, man, we you know we just I, you know, I figured from this perspective, especially because you produce, you bought music, you made music. You know, ch talking about Chucky Thompson was you know was the way to go here, man. I I just mm -hmm. figure like. You got to shine a little light on this, man. You yeah, know? absolutely. Can't wait till these people die before we care about them. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you once again for checking out the AV podcast. A special shout out goes out to DJ Keo for coming on the AV and having a discussion on the life and career of Chucky Thompson, the underrated legend. Rest in peace to that brother. He didn't, des he didn't get enough roses that he deserved. At the very least, let's hope he gets them now. 
I'll be back with a new episode of the Av Podcast next week. And in a few weeks, I'll have the new episode of my story out on University of Cal basketball player Jalen Celestin as he enters his sophomore season. I'll let you know the details soon, but I'll be out in a few weeks. Also, hit the like button, the favorite button. Thank you for tuning in. Also, rate and review and subscribe to your favorite platforms under the South Sharav name. And check out the rest of my catalog. Make sure you go to SouthShareAve.com. Once again, that's SouthShareAve.com. One more time for emphasis at SouthShareAve.com. For DJ Keo, this is Kyle C. And you just tuned in to the Av Podcast on South Sharav Radio. Until next time, folks. Peace. We out. <laughs>